Section 2 of Short Stories and Poems for Children, Original and Select. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Two Bees One fine morning, two bees set out in quest of honey. One was wise and temperate, the other careless and extravagant. They soon arrived at a garden enriched with delightful herbs, flowers, and fruits. Having regaled themselves on the various dainties before them, the one loading himself with provisions for the hive against the winter, the other regarding only present pleasure, they at length espied a wide-mouthed vial hanging beneath the bough of a peach-tree, filled with honey, and exposed in the most inviting manner. The thoughtless bee, notwithstanding his friend's remonstrances, plunged headlong into the vessel, resolving to indulge himself at whatever hazard, while his companion, suspicious of danger, sipped a little with caution, and then flew off to fruits and flowers, where, by the moderation of his meals, he improved his relish for the true enjoyment of them. In the evening he called upon his friend to see whether he would return to the hive, but found him surfeited in sweets, which he was neither able to leave nor to enjoy. His wings were clogged and his strength almost spent, so that he was but just able to bid his friend farewell, and to lament, with his last breath, the thoughtless love of pleasure which had proved his destruction. THE LITTLE DOG Walking by the side of a river, a young lady one day met some wicked children, who were going to drown a poor dog. Taking pity on the little creature, she bought it of the children, and took it home with her. The little dog soon learned to know his new mistress, and would not quit her for an instant. One night when she was going to bed, the dog set up a terrible barking, and when the lady took the candle to look about and find out the cause, she saw under the bed an ill-looking fellow, who had hid himself there for the purpose of robbing the house, and perhaps killing the good lady. He was soon secured and brought before the justice, who had him properly punished, as an example and warning to all bad men. The lady thanked God for his great goodness in saving her by means of the little dog, and said, Who would have thought that when I saved him from being drowned, he would one day save me from being robbed and murdered? To every bird and beast be ever kind and true, and God, whose works they are, will love and care for you. THE GHOST Peter once saw two bags of nuts lying in a garden house. This is lucky, thought he to himself, and determined to steal them. As it was now daylight, when such tricks are not so easily played, he waited till night, the time for evil deeds, though wicked people forget that the eye of God is on them in the dark as well as in the light. Peter, from not thinking of this, or else stifling all good thoughts, slipped into the garden, and entering the house, he lifted one of the bags and ran off with it. By and by, when the moon shone out a little, he saw, as he thought, another person at his side, carrying the other sack. The figure was large and black, and his guilty conscience made him think it was a ghost. So he ran and ran, as a bad conscience lends wings to the feet, but the black figure still kept up with him. Breathless and half-dead with fright, Peter reached home, having dropped the bag of nuts by the way but it was soon found that the black figure which he took for a ghost was only his own shadow on the wall. Peter stole no more. 
the little rose bush amelia had planted in a flower pot a little rose tree which was covered even in spring with purple tinted buds in fine weather she placed the flower pot outside the window and every evening she took it into the house when the cool night air began to come on one evening she thought she would leave it out all night as the air was so mild and calm but next morning all the young buds were blighted by the frost when amelia saw this she wept for her pretty rosebuds and said with a sigh all my care has thus been thrown away by one act of imprudence her mother took this opportunity of saying to her this little accident which gives you so much trouble should be a lesson to you of the most valuable kind learn from this that vice is to innocence what the frosty air is to the young rosebuds and that to keep the heart free from the attacks of corruption requires the most constant care and watchfulness the rose fair image of a spotless mind fades at the breath of the keen frosty wind the hermit mention is made in olden times of a man who was of a very passionate disposition but instead of looking for the cause in himself he threw the blame upon the world which provoked him to anger so he thought it would be better altogether to leave his fellow-men and thus to cure his bad temper he went into the desert and built himself a hut close by a stream and his bread was daily brought to him by a boy who had orders to leave it on a ledge of rock at some distance from the hermit's abode for some days everything went on very well and he thought himself the most contented and humble of men but one day as he went with his pitcher to the brook the ground being uneven and stony he stumbled as he stooped down to lift the water and the pitcher fell out of his hand again he stooped down more carefully but the force of the running water dashing along knocked the pitcher out of his hand a second time at this he was so enraged that he seized it and dashing it on the ground broke it in a thousand pieces seeing thus that his old temper was still alive and that the fault was not so much in the world as in himself he began to think it would be better to return to the world and by struggling against temptation seek to cure his evil temper and so he left his hermit's hut and his bread and water and mixed again among his fellow-men striving by prayer and charity to lead a good life and to overcome his passions the fair in the country there lived a rich lady who had no children and wished to adopt as her own some young girl from the neighbouring town of an industrious and modest disposition for this purpose she went to the next fair and was not long in having many applications as soon as it was known what she wanted the lady was very well pleased so far and gave some money to each girl telling them to buy what they liked best and to come again and let her see what they had purchased so the girls went away and soon came back quite delighted bringing ribbons of different colours beautiful necklaces and fine bonnets only one of the girls named rachel had laid out her money better and she had bought a good spinning wheel the lady took rachel kindly by the hand and said my dear girl i see that you have more sense and prudence than any of the others from the character of the articles which they have bought they evidently think more about dress and folly than about work and saving you are now my daughter 
and shall go home with me to-morrow to my house in the country. The Precious Plant Betty and Mary, two maid-servants, were going to a town not far off, each with a well-filled basket of fruit on her arm. Betty did nothing but groan and complain beneath her burden, while Mary was as merry as a lark. "'How can you laugh so?' said Betty. "'Your basket is at least as heavy as mine, and you are not stronger than I am. How, then, can you trot along so gaily?' "'Oh,' replied Mary, "'I put a certain plant into my basket, which makes it seem quite light, and if you had done the same, yours would have been as light, too.' well replied betty that must be a very useful plant and i should like above all things that i had it just now do tell me the name of it its name is patience replied mary and nothing but it can lighten our burdens the patient boy or girl is happy still because they bear their load at heaven's high will this makes them know that heaven intends their good and gives them psychic too as well as food the monkey a monkey got into the room of a rich miser who never gave a farthing to the poor and seeing a chest full of gold he began flinging the sovereigns out at the window among the people till there was not one left the monkey had just finished his job when the old miser came home and seeing what had been done his rage was very great and he would have killed the monkey on the spot if he had not jumped away faster than he came in a neighbor, hearing what had been done, said to the miser, It was very foolish of the monkey, certainly, to throw the sovereigns out at the window, but it is still more foolish for you to keep them locked up in a chest without making any good use of them. Happy the man who spends his money so, that, while it helps himself, it heals the poor man's woe. The Housecock To save ourselves a little trouble, our plans and schemes oft make it double, this once experienced to her sorrow a lazy maid who every morrow was woke too early as she thought by the cock's loud and echoing throat louder than bells and far too clear at such an hour to be so near what plan then think you did she take to lie in bed when she should wake why killed the cock his neck so shining in wanton malice rudely twining but far too cunning was the dame to be deceived by such a game at a still earlier hour awakening she gave the maid so good a shaking as made her rue poor chanticleer while to herself she sighed oh dear to save myself a little trouble i've planned and schemed and made it double end of section two